James earns millions from internet marketing. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on, jump on in. James Shramko, welcome back to Freedom Ocean. It's my absolute pleasure, Timbo. Isn't it an absolute joy to be back in those waters? <laughs> it is. <laughs> new, a new setting, a new scene here. Yeah, well, we're sitting here at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre. You've just checked out of the Hilton, had a yep. lovely time. It was a great, great place. A freeing, a freeing experience. And um, we've been to the Ed Dale Conference, the, um, what's it called? Going Pro. Going pro, that's right. And um, I've got to say, I'm sort of glad I came. In another sense, of, I wish I'd stayed at home because it's just this information. It's just this is like, where, at what point do you uh, do you kind of stop and, and collect your thoughts? However, before we, because we're going to talk about that, sort of about talking about what are the right questions to ask in terms of choosing uh, an internet marketing model to get your teeth into. But before we do that, we should welcome our listeners back to the Freedom Ocean. I'm the guy with a million questions. You're the guy with a million dollars, and uh, that's the basis of the show, really. As, yeah. as um, the lovely Holly, do you know Holly's our Holly is our uh, voiceover at the start. Right. Yeah, that's she's lovely, and uh, I found Holly on Fiverr. Okay. There's a little tip. Five dollar voiceover sounds a million dollars, doesn't she? Uh, she certainly does. Yeah, she's been very helpful, and um, so that's the premise of the show. So I'm the guy that's got all the questions about internet marketing, and um, and there's lots. And since we launched the show, James, we've gone to number one on iTunes. That's phenomenal. Hmm. Well, and and I guess we should thank the listeners for that. A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. And we read every comment. We do, and they're good. It's nice to get the constructive feedback. It's nice. Yeah, you know, it's good for the ego when they say, you know. You know, we you should we should be charging for this. They say I like that one. I like that, and and I I also like them asking for what they want us to cover because yeah. we're quite dynamic. Yeah. That said, I've probably got enough questions. I think for the next decade. So we want- <laughs> well, why don't we dive into a couple in the, yeah. on the freedom ocean today? Well, listen. Before we do that, some of the some of the stuff we've covered in episodes one to four, because sometimes people kind of dip in. Metaphor, metaphors galore. <laughs> of course, uh, but you know, so far we talked about why you walked away, why you walked away from a three hundred thousand dollar annual salary. We've covered the ten internet marketing business models, and you shared the most, the one with the most explosive growth. I think it was in episode three or two, which was very interesting. So go back and listen to that if you haven't, listeners. Um, the characteristics of a successful internet marketer. Very interesting. See whether you match up to that. What you do differently starting today was another area you covered. Um, and what you'd avoid when starting an internet, what you what you should avoid when starting an internet marketing business. So, there's a fair bit of stuff in there. And in fact, last episode we set our listeners a bit of a challenge, a bit of homework. I wonder how they went with that. Mm, clearing the inbox. You love that one. I love it. I, I think it's it's just number one in terms of getting set. I have this fear that things will go missing and people will come knocking on my door saying, "Why the hell didn't you uh, respond?" I was lucky I had a, a manager who was hopeless at making decisions and would never get back to me. And he taught me that sometimes if you ignore something long enough, it just falls away in importance <laughs> and only the critical emergency things seem to bob up again. Right. So that I took that lesson for yeah. what it was worth, applied it to my inbox. And I've got to say, I've hardly ever had a situation where I've missed something that was critical. Yeah, okay. So letting go of that fear was, is really the first step to freedom. Yeah. And I've got to say that that letting go of fear, one of the big things that came out of, might have been your talk yesterday, was like, think big. Yeah. You know, I think fear sometimes stops us from thinking big. 
Well, I, I think it extends back to the old days when there was too much of a penalty for stepping out and for, for trying something new. Yeah. You'd get castigated. You're talking caveman days? Or yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. You'd be, really? You'd be outcast and sent right. off into the wilderness to Chasing die. Chasing mammoths. You die. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the case anymore. Yep. There's very little downside for trying new stuff. Yep. But I still think, I mean, I... You know, we talked about whether internet marketing, where it is in its life cycle, and you believe it's really young still. You know, we are of a generation where our, our parents, they had a job for life. And, and this, this lifestyle the freedom, the, the, or, and freedom that internet marketing potentially offers is, is very, very, um, it's, all quite, it's quite challenging to get your head around. And, and you do have to make some quite big leaps. Well, let's have a look at some, some examples. I mean, as a case study, Freedom Ocean. When did that exist? Well, it's four weeks old. That's right. It's four weeks old, but mm-hmm. it's now a legitimate published business idea, concept, mm-hmm. in action. Number one on iTunes. I Number one. I told you that. I think you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with an audience and, and a, a, list. A, a community that, yeah. and it'll grow. And that really is just a, a classic example of having an idea running it through a few filters or checks and balances which we might want to talk about at some point and turning it into something real mm. and a lot of people come along with an idea I bet people are interested in in the process of how do you go from idea to having an actual online business I would love what, what do you want to cover that in this yeah, episode we've made we? that the, uh, the heart and soul of this episode because it's funny you, you raise that we, we do have a, a listener question from a young bloke who I won't say what uh, the condition that he suffers because he may want to go and create this product, but he, he suffers a particular uh, physical condition and he wants to create a product around, or, or yeah, an online business around um, helping other young blokes in their teenage years who also suffer from this condition. Right. And he wants to go and create that and, and make a living from it because his condition actually does stop him from getting a proper job, getting, get, <laughs> getting a proper job, <laughs> getting a real job. Well, isn't that interesting? I've got to stop saying that. It, it is because, I, I mean, I have a member of my team who suffers polio. Okay. And he his equipment costs a lot of money, the, the walking frame stuff, and it's very hard for him to catch public transport. And he, he really found it hard to get employment anywhere else. And now he works from home. For me, he's part of my team. And this is the first time he's had an employment opportunity where he can make money from his brain, from his ideas and mm-hmm. concepts without even having to leave the house. Yeah, wow. And he's in another country. That's free. Yeah. He's completely free. I mean, he's as free as he can be from a business sense, given given his condition. So I guess the suggestion there is that there is opportunity where previously there may not have been. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't have been possible before the internet, mm-hmm. unless he was a, a you know, telephone salesperson or something okay so the idea of the concept of having an idea yep what then well when we look at an idea first thing is there's a few checks and balances you want to go through to make sure that this idea is going to have commercial potential so is this person looking to make money from it yep because there's a big difference between setting up a website and building a profitable business and uh, it, I mean it's such what's the, a what's the difference the, the difference is that that One's a website and one's a business. Mm-hmm. The website is just a it's marketing. Not, it's not a business. It's, it's a, a marketing channel. Yep. And it's it's like having a billboard. You know, you could get a billboard, you could put an, an advertisement on it. It doesn't necessarily mean it will make you a profit. Mm-hmm. So 
we have uh, research filters. We actually go and check certain things to make sure that there's money there. And there's a few sure signs that you can make money from something. And number one is, is there already somebody doing it? That's a great check. Mm -hmm. If someone's already doing it, what can you learn from that? Well, doing it and or making money from it. So let's assume they're doing it and there's a, there's, there's a well, pay button there, which yeah. means they're pursuing something of which they're getting income from. Yeah, so we, we, we like to see someone doing it. And even more exciting is if there's competition, if there's a number of people doing it. And yep. if we were to, one of the simple checks that anyone can do in about a minute is go to Google and type in their idea see if there are any advertisements running down the right yeah, hand right. side of the page yep because if there are advertisements and if they're not just ebay you know uh, once you could go along and type dead horses <laughs> and you'd see an ad it would say um dead horses question mark check out ebay for yeah, best yeah, price yeah, on yeah. dead horses yeah. like they bought every word <laughs> yeah they were bidding on every phrase yeah. so yeah. forget the ebay or the big stores if there's actually sites selling something that is a great sign so if you were to go and type um plastic surgeon or uh, how to uh, get an accounting diploma or something, you will see advertisements. Mm -hmm. They are markets where people spend money and there is a consumer and someone's making a profit. Mm -hmm. If you go to your phrase, if you type it in and there's nothing on that right hand column, if there's no advertisements, you need to be concerned because it means, that, I mean the chances of you inventing something are quite slim. Right. And the other problem is people might come into it, try and make money, fail, and then they disappear. I, I can understand that. Part of me thought also thinks that, well, someone's got to have a crack first. And mate, what you're saying is there's no such thing anymore as an original idea. Well, or, there are, there are less and less. Yeah. And there's just consider there's full-time commercial operators who have been doing this for a decade. And they have research teams and they, yeah. they do a lot of data and, and the amount of tests that they run they find the money and they chase it. Mm -hmm. Would it also a good test be to go to uh, somewhere like ClickBank or Commission Junction to see if there's any affiliate products? If there's, if there's, well, you generally or is, or is you'll Google AdWords enough. Generally, you'll see an advertisement and it may lead to a ClickBank product. And yeah. you know, do I have to pull out the phone book yet? Mm. <laughs> do you reckon ClickBank? Yeah. Well, yeah. We should it's explain that one if someone's just yeah, started today. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we, we promise in Freedom Ocean because it is for those people who are looking to start uh, an internet marketing business. And given that that's the type of profile, we promise not to get too technical. Yeah. No acronyms. So you've mentioned Many ClickBank. Click, ClickBank, ClickBank is yeah. it's the world's largest digital marketplace, meaning that, that the products for sale are electrons. They're not necessarily a physical product, mm. a real product. Uh, so clickbank.com, if there are products on there and if you can search and see how much they sell, uh, one of the best measurements of that is called gravity. Mm. If it has a high gravity, somebody's selling it. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, you, you would generally see the people advertising, uh, they may actually end up leading to a clickbank product. Yeah, right. Is it, uh, just on clickbank, I'm going to go right off the track here but come back. Gravity versus popularity. Well, gravity is sort of an indicator of how many people are actually selling the product. The more people who sell the product, the higher the gravity. Okay. Okay. I always get confused. So gravity is the best indicator on clickbait. It's a good indicator because if it's a very high gravity, it means a whole bunch of different people are promoting right. the product, not just okay. one. Okay. 
Now, James, if our listeners are hearing some background noise, it's because we're sitting out in one of the foyers of the Melbourne Exhibition Centre, but I think that's a good thing. There's a bit of ambience. A little a bit, bit yeah. ambience. Maybe they found out we're broadcasting. <coughs> yeah, that's right. We forgot to put the Perspex box up. <laughs> Live from the Melbourne Exhibition Centre. Okay, so let's get back to that notion um, of once you've got an idea. So, first of all, is there, is there a is, marketplace yeah. for it? Is so, somebody doing it? Are there people advertising? That's a tremendous sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, is there another test? Or what, let's say, yep, there are. Beauty, there are. There's people selling products, solving the problem to my, to my prospective audience. So we generally open up a new file and we start making a few notes. We go and have a look at the top sites that come up for the Google listings mm-hmm. and go and see what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. we can learn a lot from what they're doing. Yep. You know, what's their model? Are they collecting email addresses? Are they a podcast? Are they uh, a resource directory? You know, we like to see what they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. And then we can see how popular their site is by going to uh, a site called alexa.com, A-L-E-X-A.com. And we go to the site information section and we type in that website and it will tell us what popularity it is in what country and what type of audience it has. What's the measurement criteria? Well, it's really just out of all the websites in the world, what rank is it? Hmm. You know, is it the second most popular site? Is it 100,000? Is it a million? Within its category or or just in the world? In the world. Well, then how does the average punter know that if that's on that site, looks like it's the 13,568th most popular site in the world. Yeah. How do we know that that's a good thing or bad thing? Well, I would say that if, if, if the site is anywhere... Um, better than the top 300,000 websites in the world, there's something happening on the site. 300 and below, 300,000 and below. Yeah, if it was in the top 100,000, it's fairly busy. Mm -hmm. And if it's in the top 50,000, it's rather busy. Okay. So that's a good indicator of of, um, traffic and volume. Bragging rights, question on the spot. What's your best ranking in Alexa? One of my sites is somewhere around 25,000 in Alexa. Yeah, got to be happy with that. I'm never happy, but it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've gone to Alexa and you've typed in the site that's been sitting on the right-hand side of Google. Yep. And you've gone, oh, it's sort of 250,000. It's got an Alexa ranking of 250,000. Something's going on. Yeah, well, I'll just clarify. What we're really interested in is the ones that are naturally listed in Google. Um, we, we sort of discount the ones that are advertised because mm-hmm. anyone could, you know, with $5, you could start an ad mm-hmm. with a brand new site and have, have nothing happening on that site. Yep. But for them to be listed in on the first page of Google, there's something happening there. Mm-hmm. And they're doing something right because what Google's telling us is it's the most relevant. So let's right. let's go back to this example, your friend here with the, yep. the requirement. Yep. He would go to Google and type in his special condition and he would see what comes up. Now, if it's already covered by a lot of people, they will potentially become partners for him later on down the track. Mm-hmm. If there's nobody there and there's no one advertising, I'd actually move on to the next idea. Hmm. That that would kill it for me. Okay. Uh, now, let's have a look at some other factors. You said he was young. Yep. One of the things you have to 17. consider, right, 17-year-olds don't have much money. So in terms of a commercial market, mm-hmm. maybe he'll be thinking about targeting the parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got the idea of, well, he's, t- he's both. You know, probably I think he's targeting. He's hoping the parent will buy it uh, and give it to their son to listen to, and listen to it them- to themselves. Because there's a lot of stuff that his parents went through when he was diagnosed with this 
this illness. Yep. So there's a kind of there's there's two audiences, two potential audiences in this product. Now there's another critical factor. <coughs> we need to consider what phase of the buying cycle this product would be. People love cures, and they're not really that interested in preventions. Mm-hmm. So he's ne- he needed to target people when they know there's a problem and they're really almost desperately looking for a solution mm-hmm. and I'll give you the perfect metaphor for this imagine if you were selling hot dogs you could have a hot dog stand here today in the exhibition centre where there's hardly anybody in the centre I mean mm-hmm. it's almost empty except for those noisy people in the background yeah, those noisy internet marketers. <laughs> um, there's almost nobody here today he'd be probably lucky to sell a dozen hot dogs put your price up <laughs> yes well now if he were to wheel that down to south bank at three o'clock in the morning when uh you know when i left the casino last night at 3 a.m it was packed was it? the place was buzzing and i reckon he would sell hot dogs left right and center yep. people come out they've had a couple of drinks they're a bit peckish yep. Yep. it's a long tra- tram ride home yep. Uh, he's going to sell hot dogs. So what, what you're looking for is the starving crowd. And this is taught by Gary Halbert. Mm-hmm. He said, just give me one thing. All I want is a starving crowd. Mm-hmm. So this young gentleman has to look for his starving buyer. He has to find the person who is hungry and ready to hand over money mm-hmm. for that solution right now. Because when you want to make money online or offline for that matter, what you really are is a problem solver and you want someone who's happy to pay for the solution. Mm -hmm. So I would think about it in those terms, whatever the idea, Mm -hmm. whether you want to teach someone how to make paper airplanes or whether you want to teach someone how to uh, become a horse riding instructor, what problem are you solving? Who is the person most likely to pull out the wallet and pay for that solution? Mm -hmm. You need to get in front of those people. And is that just using intuition? No. Intuition is is a guide as to where you might look, mm-hmm. but you use fact-based tools. Mm-hmm. Google tells you. It tells you everything you need to know. You just need to know where to look. Is there someone on there? Are there advertisements? When you go to alexa.com for the best ranked site, who is the audience? It actually tells you the demographic. It tells you the age, the sex, the education level. Alexa does. It tells you all of this and it's free. And, and it will also tell you the key phrases that people use to find that site and get this. It's called the click stream. It will tell you where they came from before they got to that site and where they went after that site. Ooh. So, wow. How does it know demographic information? Because people install a little toolbar and it follows them around the internet and it gathers data. Wow. That's a huge, profound concept because once you understand that you never have to guess, it's all there and you can actually translate and interpret it. Anybody listening to this podcast now could go and punch in whatever their current business is and find out all about their competition in about five minutes. Hmm. What's that saying? You can't manage what you can't measure. That's right. And once you know, it's, you know, there's no going back from there. You can mm. do this over and over again. And that's, that's what we do. That's what my business primarily is researching and creating good content that solves problems mm-hmm. and doing a transaction, mm-hmm. building up a, a customer base. Okay. So, okay, so far we've gone to Google. We've headed off to Alexa. 
things are looking pretty good at this stage. Keep, the head keeps nodding. What yep. next? So let's imagine that we've found someone there, they're, they're advertising, and we understand their audience better. And we've seen how, how they're operating, what their business model is, whether they're... Uh, and you'd have to go back to the previous podcast to go through the business models, mm-hmm. whether they're having a membership or whether they're an affiliate, uh, like they're selling someone else's products or they've got their own. Now what we want to do is we're going to have to build a website at some point. It's, it's uh, one of the next steps is to... Not, not create the product? Well, to, to, to get the product for sale, we're going to have to build a website mm-hmm. at some point. Yep. Well, we, we want to. It's ideal. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, we're going to have to do research because we need the right building blocks. So we continue our research and we end up getting our primary keywords, the building blocks for our website. And the next phase is content. Mm-hmm. We're going to need content. So have we created the website or are you saying we, 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 know, we, know, we, have, we have to? We know we one? have to. So that's sort of the destination for now yep. is to have the website. So we reverse back from that. To build that, we need research. I, I would have thought the website would be like way down, no, you know, clearly acknowledging that we need one. Yeah. But, you know, as you say, it's really just the channel to market. So. Well, that's right. And, and, and this is a bit funny, but in our business, we build the website before we create the content. So you're freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> this, is why, this is why this show exists. Yes. It's unconventional. It's very. But with uh, what we do know about Google is that the longer you have a website, the more it trusts you. So we like to build it first. Bit of age. Yeah, we like to just get it up there. But what and if it finds... Okay, now see, so many questions. What what so you build this website? Yes. But you you build that website with that button in WordPress saying don't let Google find it, don't you? No. Okay. No, so we're happy for them to find, happy it. To find it. What if they find it and go, there's just there's just a frame. There's nothing there. Uh, well, we're are, are they going to spank you and go? Well, we won't come back here as often as we normally would. No, because we'll we'll give them so many reasons to come back to our website. What we will do is we'll make sure that we have at least a hundred to two hundred words on that site that relate to our topic and right. that's it that's our fundamental a holding page but not, not under construction never like say under construction that's keyword, very, very two, one to two hundred okay so if, let's imagine we had this this guy's got his yep. idea and yep. he doesn't exactly know what to do but he's probably going to put up a website at some point yeah now we didn't really discuss domain names no, but that's didn't. a whole kettle another, of fish another there show? probably a whole show in that one uh, so I think for now we're going to have to presume that that um, he could get a brand new domain if he wants for about nine or ten dollars. So he gets a domain name, and ideally it would say something that relates to to what his thing is. It's not essential. Did you? Um, sorry, um, just GoDaddy. GoDaddy is a yep. Yeah, I, I prefer Namecheap. Why? Um, I I believe that they have a better interface with a whole okay. whole lot less upsells and pressure. Jeez, and pressure on Go. They have. They have nailed the upsell, downsell, for, cross-sell. For an unsophisticated discount. buyer, it's it's quite difficult to navigate. Yeah, it is. I do have an account manager with GoDaddy, so I, I sort of skip that whole rigmarole. Yeah. And uh, but, but you should probably use Namecheap. Okay. It's my recommendation. Okay. So he's got to go off and register. Just on it because we we will skip it and we will dive, d- devote an entire show to web to domain names. But yeah. should he um, ha- ha- very briefly, how should he decide? On the domain name, should it be keyword rich? Should it be? It, it'd be nice if it has something that relates to what he intends okay. to do, but it's not essential. I'll give you some examples of domain names that do not have keyword rich. You ready? Freedom Ocean. Freedom Ocean. <laughs> uh, Google. Yeah. Yahoo. Um, 
eBay. But the thing with Google, Yahoo, and eBay, and to a lesser extent, no, those three have got lots of dough to throw at it and and get awareness. Freedom Motion has got some of your smarts to create awareness, and yeah. And well, anyone listening to this will have awareness too. They, they will. They will over time, but you know, your average punter isn't going to have that. They're not going to have the ability to. Well, putting um, a keyword in the domain name is going to be a, a small boost. Okay. It's it's that extra few percent. It's yeah. not the the main yeah. beast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and and one last thing on domain should it be a .com? Given that it's just going to be a global. It should be a .com. Even though he's based in Melbourne and. It unless he's going to have some local attribute, like if you if you're a plumber yeah. Yeah. and you work in Maroubra, yeah. you'd want to have a .com.au. Clearly, a Sydney suburb Maroubra is it? It is a Sydney <laughs> suburb. Okay. And it's a local specific business. Yeah. But if it's a if this is going to be a global business, you cannot beat a dot com. Okay. End of story. All right. So he's got he's gone and got his domain. What next? Next, he uh, he's he's going to he's going to have to arrange some hosting. Mm-hmm. And this one uh, is it's basically where the website's going to yep. live. The domain name is like the PO box. It and then we have to tell it where to send the mail. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to redirect it. So we have to actually host our website. And a good company for that is HostGator. Mm-hmm. It's H O S T G A T O R. I'm quite proud of myself. That's my hosting company. Is it? Yeah. You've done yeah, well. I'll, yeah, I've ticked the box. I'm not using. I use GoDaddy, so I apologise for that. But. Well, I do too, <laughs> and and it's uh, it's very popular and it's it's well priced. So it would probably be most people, unless you get further into domains, you'll start to realise there are some other things that you look for. So. If you had GoDaddy and HostGator or Namecheap and HostGator, you're doing okay. You're doing well, and you're on really well-priced programs there. Yeah, we could probably even put a couple of links in the transcription here for those resources. Okay. So he's going to have to get hosting, and it starts from about six or seven dollars a month. You just need a baby plan or yep. a reseller account. Either of those would be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's got to build the website, and I suppose this is where you've got a few choices. There's the do-it-yourself and the done-for-you options. Can I just interrupt there? So but aren't we just getting that website up with the 200-word descriptor yeah. and then going back into product creation? Yes, we yeah. are. But I, th- okay. I think the getting it up there with 200 words would stump most people. Okay. You know, that's... Yeah, that's fair. It's easy to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rolled off the tongue. Just rolled off the tongue. <laughs> but how, how the hell do you do that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... It depends where somebody's at. If if they're going to be doing this a fair bit, yep. then they might want to to do do it themselves to or learn. to get the, the process mm. down. There are number of tutorials on how to build a website online, and yep. the platform that we use and recommend is free, and it's called WordPress, and it's a very popular platform because it's easy to use and Google loves it, mm. and anyone can work on this. I mean, you use Fiverr. Dot com to find someone to build a website. Yeah, I, and I, very successfully, my man in Portugal. Why don't you talk this through from a perspective of someone who's done this? Well, okay, so well that's been interesting because part of me wants to learn every single part of the process, but then I kind of just implode because it's like you know I just I just want to focus on the stuff I love. I also think you know I really should know all this so that when I do outsource to someone I can know what they're doing but so I kind of twist in between but I've got a guy in Portugal who who for uh, the princely sum of anywhere between 10 and 20 dollars depending on what needs to be done but um, I go into the control panel 
Um, no, well, I give him access to the control panel, basically. So once I've done that... And the hosting company sent you the control panel details in yeah, an email, didn't they? In an email, yep. yeah. So now, the that control panel is... From, from what they, Others call it cPanel, but basically it's the place where you can affect changes to your entire hosting account Correct. For, that, for that domain name. It's like the dashboard. It is, it's like a dashboard. And there's a lot on it, which I'm sure... It's a bit like a video remote control. You know, like yeah. a video remote, there's like there's three buttons that you must know. There's play, stop, and pause. Turn the TV on and, and turn, off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And everything else is like, what What? what engineer thought... Who, who was trying to prove themselves at that time? Yes. And, and the cPanel is a bit like that, because you can look at it. And I looked at it for cPanels for years and gone, you know what? Not interested. Just so not interested. But now I go, you know what? I kind of get to know a little bit of it. So I, I set up that cPanel, um, bumble my way through it, give him access to it, and then tell him to... He goes away. He installs WordPress. He installs a theme, and it's always the same theme, and there's lots of different WordPress themes. We use Thesis. Um, now, Thesis is, is a paid theme, and a theme just means the way the website looks. Mm -hmm. We actually call it a skin as well. Okay. It's, it's on the outside. Yep. Word, yeah, yeah, WordPress yeah, is like the skeleton, and the theme sits over the top like a skin. Yeah, makes it look pretty. Yeah. Um, and then he goes ahead and does that. Uh, I send him content. He uploads it. He does. He he has a plugin. He pulls a plugin called uh, the SEO pack. SEO SEO. Probably all in one all SEO. All in one SEO. Um, does make sure the page titles are right. Does some basic um, SEOing in you know meta. Tags and all that. Reaching for my phone we book. We are getting spanked <laughs> over there with phone books at the moment. But you asked. And then he does all this. And this is what's fantastic about it. Um, uh, what else does he do? Um, so let's just break that back yeah. in. in. In other words, you paid someone 20 bucks to set it up for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, that's right. Now, I'm, I'm going to suggest here, if any of that is a blur, then people should look at having someone else do this for you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we actually set up a website to do these from just a few hundred dollars so you don't actually have to know any of that any of it yeah. all you need to do is pay a small bit of money and fill out a form and yep. you'll have your website built for you yeah and this is just to set it up and get it ready this is not to populate it with all the content yeah because i think that's and, our and next look, I, discussion I, it's great to spend just the 20 bucks but yeah there, there you are still got to do stuff if you're going to pay 20 dollars. oh yeah yeah push it manage it you know question yep. it um but it's part of that to, for me has been the learning. You yes. Know, I've chosen to do that, but I know the product you were talking about and it's tremendous. Well, with our product, you if you buy a domain and then you just point it, uh, or you just send just send us the logins, yeah. we'll do everything else. Everything. <laughs> we can yeah. even host it, build it, get it ready. Design. You just, you just have to tell us what you want. Yeah. And, and you'll know what you want when you listen to the next part of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to you in terms of, We've kind of we've got that website to a point of Google are starting to. We've basically look at it. we've just built this website. Now we need to put stuff on it. Yep. So we've got to think about um, our business model. It really comes back to so let's let's tie it back to this person. What yep. would he do? Yep. He's probably a subject matter expert. He's the Michael. expert in this case. Now, yep. if you're not a subject matter expert, you just got to go and find one. It's like you did. You got all these questions, and <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, the answers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to do a, a podcast about internet marketing, so Great. you just need an internet marketer. That's it. Now, if he's a subject matter expert, that's easy. He could literally record himself, mm -hmm. or he could, um, you know, write down articles or content. He, he's got it all. I mean, this is a guy who's been through 
an illness and yep. now wants to share it with others who have just been diagnosed and are now living those first few years with the knowledge that they've got it for life. Well, more than likely, he's going to be doing a he's probably going to be doing a blog where he posts and starts a discussion about the topic to to draw in people looking for the information. Right. Because it's a great way to to get momentum. Yep. You just start posting information about it, and Google loves that stuff. Yep. They just when someone goes to search for the phrase, you know, such and such problem. They'll find his blog because they love WordPress and it's original content that he's written and they'll send the people to him. And, and blogging, all, all, it forces you to just talk. I mean, you write like a human. As you say to me, yes. you know, I, talk, I ask you about SEO <laughs> and you say, don't write for the search engines, write for humans. Write for and, people. And that's what blogs, that's essentially what a blog for. Because remember what Google want. They want to serve the most relevant result. Cause so, they, so it'd be good for him, instead of getting the 200 words up, Get Just a blog up. start with a blog yep. post. Okay. You know, three to five hundred words is all you need. Mm-hmm. If it's a thousand words, fine. If it's two hundred, fine. You know, Seth Godin is a popular blogger, and he does very short posts, very short. and yep. often, and yep. he has thousands of posts, yeah. and lots and lots of traffic to his site, mm-hmm. and that's a classic blogger case study. Mm-hmm. And he has a way of capturing customers' details so that he can stay in touch with them. That's probably the next logical step for this person mm-hmm. is to somehow take that visitor and start a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to solve their problem for them. At some point, he's going to want some money. So the next step is he will probably create an information product. That would probably be a suitable model for him. And by that, that it sounds fancy, but it could literally be taking an extra long article or two and turning them into a PDF document. And he can sell that. Mm. Okay. It's like an electronic book. Yep. Literally, just take a couple of couple of the longer blog articles. Yeah. Seems a bit light on. Well, he doesn't have to charge a lot for that, mm-hmm. but he may want to run workshops uh, for people with a condition or parents or people with a condition, mm-hmm. and he might he might literally rent somewhere a, a venue and run a workshop. And you might say to me, well, what's this got to do with internet marketing? And I'd say, well, now we're creating a product because we take along the cam recorder and we record it. And once he's done that once, he can leverage that over and over and over. He can actually put a digital version or a DVD version of Mm -hmm. it up for sale online from his website. That'd be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? To approach, clearly he's in some kind of community of other people who suffer this condition. Yes, put the word out within his local in local state that's it city so he say. can still sell a global product that he's created in his hometown mm-hmm. he could uh, find out if there's a convention for people with these conditions mm-hmm. like for example here we're, we're here at a convention on a particular topic mm. it wouldn't be hard for us to find two or three experts to come and contribute to a product everyone wants to contribute to products they do that and they want to give their two bobs worth they want to help people with their problems they want to get the word out it would be very easy to wrangle a few of them put them together into a compilation and then uh, compile that and package it in a way that the market sees value in and then he could charge money for that yeah great idea eh? and so easy to do and i've done it i run workshops and i record them Mm -hmm. and every time i run a workshop I give it a new name and I reposition it for another audience 
or I stack it on top of the one that went before it as a complementary or the next logical step. And it doesn't even have to be a physical workshop. It could be a webinar. could be a webinar. Mm. He could actually run a webinar series and charge a recurring fee, and that's the sexy part oh, of online like marketing. Hey? Re- recurring fees make me smile. Because yeah, they do. You can't, you can't say recurring without because the corners of your mouth pointing north. What we're talking about <laughs> here is you come up with a product concept where you sell it once, you sell the idea of it, once and people see the value in it and they make a commitment then to continually pay to keep receiving that product and if you wanted an example of that I'd say to you have a look at your phone bill yeah you were sold on the idea of having a a phone yeah and you just keep paying every month Mm. until you say stop Mm. I know I no longer want a phone plan finishes or until you know what a phone yeah and for most people they just keep paying Mm. that's a great business model and, and many companies have built huge wealth from the recurring business model so let's tie it back to your friend here he's checked he's made sure there's a market somebody's advertising he's bought a domain name he has got a website built for him or he's built it he started putting good content on there he has um, got an idea or a concept of creating an information product that he either creates or gets help creating he packages it and now he starts to get it ready to make for sale on his website. With the information product, so hold that thought because obviously moving to a next next phase. But well, we've covered the next eleven podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could we can dive into any of these. So we're we're just swimming in the shallows of the freedom ocean That's right, right now. We are in future episodes. We really are. I was, I was talking to you before we, we hit the record button and saying, you know, like it, you know, clearly right now we're st- we are we're swimming in the shallows and we're heading out to the reef and then at some point that continental shelf is we're going to step off. Into we the are going to step off into the deep and and you know really kind of that that's when the phone book gets put away I think and we yeah. can get we can geek out a bit. Yeah, we can take the floaties off <laughs> and hit the jet skis. <laughs> that's like, right. It's time for fun. Yeah, enough metaphors for the next... Uh, well, would you have been going for 37 minutes? So it's <laughs> not bad. I don't, only had about five metaphors. But just just on that product creation, one of the things that I, I it always I find a blockage is like... Cause I'm a bit of a linear person. I need to kind of go, well, do we need to create a product that is linear in nature? So for this guy, for example, does he need... Does his first foray into product creation need to be about when he was diagnosed or can he can he zip through to the age of 16 when he had to start making some life decisions about you know um you know alcohol and girls and things that you know his condition affected so you know my question is which is well it's going to come back to the audience Mm -hmm. who is the person with the wallet ready to buy this solution and what do they need and and what mm. you know what problems do they have that he can solve and what's the easiest way for him to translate that value yeah, yeah. so it's whatever's relevant to the buyer yeah. so there's a bit of thinking to be done in there a little bit of thinking we, we have scooted through and that, that's why we'd like to see somebody else doing it yeah because they've done the work for us yeah and we can piggyback that mm. okay just got to do it better well we need to come to the market with a twist we can't be a me too marketer which is very common Mm. people see what's being done and then they go and literally cut and paste change one word and then say hey look at my fantastic solution Mm. like well what value are you adding to the market that wasn't there before Mm. none are you going to be successful I don't think so so you have to come to the market with a reason why someone could care less Mm -hmm. you know what makes your solution better than every other solution including uh, no solution at all (laughs) yeah you know, why should someone hand over the money? Yep. 
you've got it's all about the customer it's not about you and that that's where people tend to go wrong with I've got a great idea mm. and you've got to be able to answer so what you know why should I care mm. why should I be interested mm. and what would cause me to put my hand in my wallet and hand over money to you how will I be better off as the potential customer I mean that that whole customer focus customer centric concept well, it goes well beyond internet marketing. I mean, it's I've a, seen it's a global in 23 thing. years of being in marketing. It's amazing how many discussions you can have about, you know, production and about finance and about all these other kind of important modules, if you like. It's like, what about the customer? What do they think? It's all it's all need driven. Mm. You know, so people need things. If you can be there to help, do, do help you have them. any tools that you recommend to actually? I mean, besides obviously going out, finding prospects, and just asking. What do you think of this, or what problems you're experiencing? And well, surveys what? are obvious. Surveys yeah. are fantastic, and there are tremendous online survey tools that I used to use in a real business. Yeah, me too. And one of the most popular ones is free, called SurveyMonkey.com. Mm. Great. And I set up surveys, and I'm regularly polling my own customer base because I have this belief: once you get the customer, you can keep them for life. As long as you stay up to date with their problems, you mm-hmm. can keep solving them. Mm-hmm. So I actually say to them, well, you know, what's your biggest problem right now? And then they tell me, and then I create the solution, and mm-hmm. I tell them, and then they buy the solution, and they're happy, and I'm happy. Pretty obvious. Isn't it's it? advanced, isn't it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's beautifully simple. Yes, it is simple, and the best ideas are elegantly yeah, simple. They are. Yeah, absolutely, they are. Okay, so um, wow, that's great. So product. We're now back to creating, back, back to the website really, aren't we? Back to our, it's really about the relationship that this person has with his potential buyer. And at some point, he's probably going to want to get their email address so that he can stay in touch with them. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of names for that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most popular ones is the name squeeze or the name capture. And usually to get somebody's I email like address. What does he and say? He calls it permission marketing. Yep, permission marketing. So... Uh, we need we need to have them comfortable about us being in contact with them, and sometimes we, we may want to off you know extend a, a an offer of something in return, mm-hmm. uh, as we do in our case. Perhaps you want to talk people well, through that. You go to freedomotion.com, you uh, kindly hand over your first name and email address, and in return we will send you a link to the transcript of every show that we do. Uh, you'll be the first to know when a new show goes up. And every now and then, we will send you some incredibly high-value reports and, and PDFs on particular areas that we think would be of interest in building your business. And that's, that's all in exchange for being able to contact you. That's it. So we, we make an exchange of value. We, we offer premium content, which is not publicly available. And uh, we're, we're building a relationship there that over time will be profitable for everybody our listeners of course they get the fresh information and the extra content Mm -hmm. so they can implement better and they put the stuff we're talking about into practice and they actually turn that idea into money and profit Mm. and in our case we get to to build our community and understand our client better and solve better problems that have higher value and who knows, one day we may have a, a Freedom Ocean course or a Freedom Ocean paid webinar series or a Freedom Ocean workshop. Any of these things will, you'll actually see. And I think we'll, it'll be sort of fun to, 
to do some experiments and yeah, document it, it and, and have people participate in it just, just to show them how it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure in the, in the coming weeks or months, once that, once that list builds to something significant, we'll, we'll send out a survey and say, you know, I'd love to know what, they, what, what could we do better or what, you know, what solution, what problems are they still experiencing that we haven't solved and create something around that. So do you feel that we've uh, addressed your friend's question about how, how we would go about this? We've got yeah, some well, of those steps? Yeah, I think one thing that what you alluded to we didn't specifically cover would be the idea of get, once he gets that, and we, it's a blog, He's got the blog up. You know, forget the two hundred words. I think the blog's a great idea because he's got stuff that he wants to say now. Yeah. Um, the idea of getting a form, which is, you know, that's technical stuff. So he's got to go and sign up to some kind of autoresponder, like an Aweber or or a uh, Mailchimp or a campaign monitor. He's got to go and sign up, and he's got to then create um, a form. These these things allow you to create a form and post the code on the website so that. It appears beautifully. So, really, going back to you know, the 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 newbie is not going to be able to do that. So, the idea of going to a product like yours that you mentioned is yeah. a good idea to get because that one up off the ground. You've got the form. You're building. That's a it. We actually say, you know, have you got your form details? And, and if they don't, we ask them for the logins, and we just can't make it. <laughs> so beautiful. And we've just been through the same process with our own Freedom Ocean website. Yep. I think one day it would be great to do a little blow-by-blow, blow, you know, what steps yep. we went through. So I, I, I would love that. You've been enjoying the, the building oh, process. listeners, I wish, I, you know, gee. <laughs> the back-and-forth emails have been hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 well, I'm glad you found them hilarious because every now and then, I, just before I hit send, I go, oh, you know, should I send this to him? And I've learned to be brief, and I love the idea of a, a topic per email. And I did send you one email. We may, we may just put that up in the show notes at some point because you just you came back to me. Just like, and it was about eleven o'clock at night. I was in regional Victoria doing some seminar. You were at home, and um, I can't remember the words, but it says it was. I paraphrased to say, "Don't ever send me something that long again." It was something like, uh, "Too long. I have to discuss on phone." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I hesitate, you know, because once, you know, the idea of, you know, the, the, free, the freedom and the lifestyle you're creating is, you know, I, I don't want to be, what, you know, adding to the, I was going to say the stress. You don't look stressed, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a layer of, you've got to manage it, you know. Well, really what I was saying more work as well is, is sometimes there's a lot less steps or input required to get the result than what people think yeah well that was interesting because the, the the long email i did send you and i'm finding this really difficult in the creation of freedom freedom ocean which is the anal retentive part of tim reed just wants to tick every box and you know i showed you yesterday oh look you know our freedom ocean website's just not looking so good on the iphone as it is on the the laptop and it's like you know, like yeah, we'll fix that, but it's not a it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not like oh, we can't go live, and we've gone live. Yeah, and there's, there's, we are live. <laughs> you know, like, and I find that hard, and I think it's just such a great lesson to learn for anyone who's entering internet marketing, who previously needed to tick every box and get it all beautiful. I mean, I'm very proud of, of Freedom Ocean's design, and I know that I spent an inordinate amount of time, too much time really but it's great you know is it going to earn, earn us an extra dollar probably not well it's, but would it's, i wear it on my t-shirt every day of the week that's it and <laughs> and you know it's not like building uh, like an exhibition center you know it's not that rigid that you can't change it later yeah yes it, these things are highly dynamic yeah if, yeah, if you very true. if you want to change a banner or if you want to change the page layout 
it's yeah. it's a five minute job for someone competent yeah. and that's what you, you've seen it change quite significantly yeah, 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 with, yeah. with just me being able to forward an email with a simple request yes well there's huge comfort in the emails that come back to me saying ninjas are onto it <laughs> <laughs> or it's been right. ninjured well it's, or, quite often it's finished before we get off the phone yeah, <laughs> for, you know within minutes so look back to your point I, I think the idea of you and I going back and retracing our steps from the inception of having the freedom ocean idea through to where we are today with a website and a podcast and a list and creating really valuable content and and building that website you know putting that website together um, the plugins needed for a podcast how we podcast um, I personally I'd hope our listeners would think and in fact I'd love them to maybe indicate somehow whether they do find that of value whether they could send us a, an email uh, that would be great to make a comment on this episode on the post go, yeah. go to the show notes for Freedom Ocean episode 5 and, and leave a comment saying you know you're kidding either say Tim you're kidding yeah or, or you know I, I would think it'd be good to, I mean why do, why do we podcast you know we podcast to reach a new audience to create value for the marketplace without any commitment on on the audience's behalf, we're the ones extending. Mm-hmm. But the reciprocal value is there. You know, people come back and they keep listening, and they they will follow some of the resources we recommend. Mm. I mean, I, I am a little bit biased because I am a solution provider for people in the internet marketing space. Mm. So I'm actually uh, creating valuable content in the internet marketing space, mm. and it's actually a, a business development technique Mm -hmm. which I encourage anyone to do in their own business Mm -hmm. and this works for just about any business I'm sure there's podcasts in all sorts of categories yeah absolutely well yeah another show in itself but I just think podcast is one of the most underdone marketing channels in the world and part of me is going well maybe there's not many you you say oh if there's not many people doing it then (laughs) maybe there's well there are people podcasting there there is a lot there's there's not many good ones that's a big that's a big statement who's when you look at uh, our podcast on the rankings who are the podcasts either side of it well it's it's an embarrassment of riches we got um harvard (laughs) the harvard business review (laughs) just a little brand um the australian stock exchange um sky news right um and then some little other players like us you know so i mean Australian Stock Exchange there's got to be some money involved in the stock exchange you know hard one to knock off and we did it we did it so so that's a classic case there are other people in the space there is commercial intent some of those people are are commercial buyers and that's our audience so when we keep popping up in the same place it's just inevitable that that at some point we will get noticed and we'll start to draw in a Mm. new crowd Mm. Mm. So, okay, so going back just to finish off that product discussion, he does need to get that form up. And so I think the, the take out of that, it, listeners, if, you, you know, if, if you're still with us in terms of we haven't lost you technically, um, the idea of going and getting your first one created would be a very good one. Uh, in fact, there will be there is a link on our website to, to various products. That's one of them. And it would be a smart thing to probably have that first one created and probably ask a lot of questions along the way of the person designing and developing. Would yeah, be- it, and here's something I think is really important. Don't expect your first website to be a Facebook or a Google. Okay, no. I, I see people get a little over enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you'd want that, no. but they get a little over expectant of what this website will do. And you know, please don't expect that you'll be retiring tomorrow from the mm-hmm. website. I mean, when I put my first website up. 
I logged in the next day ready to see my embarrassment of riches. Shattered. Nothing happened. Nothing. It's, it's not a case of if you build it, they will come. Mm. If you build it the way we talk about and do the implementations we talk about, they will start coming. Mm-hmm. But it won't be a torrent. Mm. Remember you asked, you know, do we turn the page off, make sure it's not found? Yep. No one's looking. <laughs> They're not looking <laughs> yeah, yet. Right. So it, it does take a, a yeah. few activities to get traction. But what we did experience with our own website is when we did tell people to go and look, they look because of yeah. where we told them to look and how we asked them to look and what we had for them when they got there. Mm. And when we reveal some of those statistics in a future episode, I think that'll be really interesting. We might make that part of our little product that where we put together and we can, you know, it'd be good to have some data at the end. Yes, you know, you, well, we have because we're tracking it. Absolutely. Have we told the audience that? We have, and there'll be some screen captures <laughs> in this uh, in the show notes um, of the iTunes store. But... Um, I think we should finish here. We're getting close to an hour, James. But what we've done, the good news is I think we've gone through the process of product creation and getting it out online. The bad news is we've just created a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Is that fair? I think what we've done is we've discussed the idea and an overview of what it might look like. Yeah. And there's a lot of detail needing to be fleshed out in those areas. Yeah. And, of course... We'd be, we love to be guided by the audience on which bits they want more depth on. Leave a, leave a comment in the, yeah. in the show notes for sure. Post a note. Um, gosh, I did have a whole lot of other questions for episode. I think that's the next one. Do you reckon? I think so. Do you reckon? Because we, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. If someone's brain isn't ticking over now, yeah. we're, we're not in the right yeah. place. <laughs> I, I did have someone say, can you, can you shorten the episodes? And I said, no, I can't. Imagine <laughs> us trying to get that down into 15 minutes, you know? That's a blog post. That's a bullet-pointed blog it is, post. It is. That's another thing you've told me. My blog post. My show notes are too long. Well, they, well, I've had had a look around at what other people are doing yeah. and what I can learn from it. And yeah. you know, I've I've observed other pod- podcast episodes. They can fit a couple of podcasts on one page. So my thing is to question everything. Mm-hmm. So it was really just a question to you. Yeah. You know, what do you think about this, and what can we learn from it? Yeah, we well, don't know I, the answer, but it's sometimes uh, we can test it. But I did think the, the one you sent me, um, I thought was too short. Yes. Well, it was okay. It was it was a nice length for the humans to for humans to read. Do you know how we could uh, find out the answer? How we'd ask our audience. Wow. Should the show notes imagine that be longer or shorter? Yeah. And we don't know the answer. No. But you do. Mm, I've always wondered where the people go on the other on the other podcasts that I do. Um, the, the show notes are fairly long and I don't know whether people go there or not um, we always put links in the show notes if what is the other something. podcast you do Tim? I'm glad you asked it's called smallbusinessbigmarketing.com it's a great podcast it is a good podcast a lot of fun um, and, there's, and well we've already told the story you came via that show um, but yeah I sort of like the show notes thing's interesting well there's a yeah, benefit the for, I, for Google they, they like more content well that's why I do it yeah that's why I do it. But then I think, but well... The, we really need to do it for the audience, though. Yeah. What we'd find is if the audience preferred short posts, we'd, they'd come back come more back often, more which out, actually outweighs the benefit of having Google yeah. send them there. If they don't like it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Back to the human, isn't it? Back it to is. the human element. Do it for the customer. That's really... If that's the key message we got today, mm. if, if you're thinking of a product, if you're thinking of leveraging the internet, start with the customer, start with the hungry audience and work back from that. That is the fundamental point. Would that be the homework for today? Is there, yep. is there homework? We the home- said homework every show. Why not? 
I hate homework like actually. So do I. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse. Really depends if go and uh, have a pina you know colada what? would be. I suggest that's the homework. I, if we if we said you know, don't do anything, that's probably more of a dare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would suggest if if you're interested in making a profit from online, if you've already got a website, if you've already got a business, and you're thinking of having a website, if you just want to set up a website and make some money. Think about who's got a problem you can solve and what sort of solution would you like to be offering them and then go and have a look and see what other people are doing. Mm. That, that would be something you might want to consider. Yep. Okay. Certainly not homework. We would certainly not no. demand that they do that. We did. We demanded they clear their inbox, but yeah. that was kind of easy. That's well, that's like so they could be ready to receive the alert that this podcast was ready. Correct. James, we're almost on the hour, so thanks, mate. That was. Um, there's a lot in there, as usual. And... Uh, Listeners, the transcripts will be sent out. And uh, thanks for listening. And thanks for diving in, James. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're pretty much both unemployable.